Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Pizza! Robots are bastards, everyone! Robots are bastards! It's the last... It's the final one! It's the final I'm like, opera. I'm genuinely sad, Dave. Yeah, Genuinely I, I watched I'm that devastated. Randy Newman theme with with tears in my eyes. I really eyes. relished it this time. Yeah, I was like living under the gun. It's so true. <laughs> so true, Randy. You yeah, had no idea how true those words were when he sang them at the beginning of the season with such hope. That's true. That we're gonna hey. be doing. We're gonna be doing this for you. <laughs> I really felt like that's I mean that's the beauty of cop rock they really thought they had something like that was going to be huge uh, I mean, and, and to the point that the I mean we'll talk about how yeah, this ends about it even ends. ends in a victory lap which is like wow I like, think li- listen I enjoy honest, cop rock listen I think they deserve a victory lap because this is very funny this remains one of the most fascinating inexplicable no, massive swings in the history of television they earned it it's just yeah. amazing it's, it's just so incredible like it's 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 <laughs> they basically it's like it's like i don't know juggling turds in front of a completely silent audience and then <laughs> when it's all over being like i think they want to see that again yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> doing, it doing again like a really, really drawn out like bowing like at the end of a- it's the it's the dirty limerick guy from I Think You Should Leave. Did you watch that one? <laughs> yeah, where he's just, he can't remember yeah. any of them. Yeah, and then he's like, or am I wrong? It, do you guys actually really like this? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, so a little, it's a little like that, but. It's a little. I, I mean, I love, I love Cop Rock. I think it's a little tongue-in-cheek, but also, you know, they're. Proud, yeah, they're proud of this weird, huge risk they took. This is they a huge should be. gamble. They should be proud. You're they right. Should, Hi, yeah. Everybody, by the way, this is a uh, all bards are bastards. All bards this is our are bastards. Cop rock, our cop rock uh, podcast, uh, produced by Matt Smith, uh, the Matt Smith. Let's just go with that. Thank you, Matt Smith. Thank you Matt so Smith. much, our patron producer who uh, showed us the light. You know yeah. that is cop rock. Made us sit down and watch cop rock, possibly as a bit. But little yeah. could anyone have known that Dave and I would come out the other side of this experience and be cop rock fans. <laughs> yeah, I'm pro cop rock. I, I love cop this rock show. Shirt. I love this yeah. show. Yeah, I would wear a cop rock shirt unironically. Yeah, it's tough because it's hard to wear anything like pro cop. That's extremely on a true. Shirt. So I, I actually wouldn't wear this shirt, but I would own. But it's the shirt. like, would it be ironic? You know, like you, you would. It would be hard. Like you could, you would have to like tell people. I don't know. You, you I'd have could, to put I, like a little. Do. I'd have to put like a little name tag on it that had you know explicitly written on it. This I'm wearing this ironically. Like I'm a fan yeah. of the show Cop Rock. Well, it's hard. Yeah, because I'm not wearing it ironically. Right. So right. Like, you could have a sh- you could have an all cops are bastards like hat while wearing a Cop Rock shirt. Maybe. Right. You wear and a hat that like, says "All cops are bastards," and then your shirt says "Dot dot dot." But I am a fan of the show Cop Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there I we think go. that that would accomplish our our mission. Yeah. So this is um, we're on one o- one episode. That's it. Yep. That's all that was. That's left. All we got left. Episode eleven. Bang the pot slowly. If you recall, Larusso was found not guilty. He was acquitted. In the previous. It's episode. been it's been yeah. a little while. I I I needed a bit of a refresher, but. Yeah, and then Vicky and Ralph uh, having their fucking bummer goddamn relationship fall apart their their marriage <laughs> i want to um, i, I want to this episode i want to take some time for ralph because oh yeah what a, what a, what a journey that character went on from the first episode we saw him in to where he's where he's arrived at the end of the this series is, this is a real like elf situation and that it doesn't end in a place that you feel good about for the most part like they really needed more 
Like I was like, my first note was like, I need you guys to wrap everything else up because I'm gonna be so sad if you don't. And oh, then and they, they don't. They can't. Quite, they couldn't. They can't. Yeah, I know. Uh, they should have blown up the station. Yeah, just like, blow the station up. Have blow up Los Angeles. Yeah. Godzilla comes out of the ocean and just yeah rips the state free from the rest of the continental United States. Yeah. So the 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 movie the show the episode begins with the fact that there's a rapist on the loose and I was like oh no that's I don't know about this cop rock I don't know if you can handle this subject but let's keep going <laughs> and all the lady cops are doing a sting to catch the rapist yeah uh, and they sing their first song yeah a ver- about a, how excited a, they are to beat up this rapist yeah a real like bluesy rock song yeah. And they mean well, but of course, you know, most sexual assaults aren't serial rapists. Not to say there aren't any, but like, it's just, this is very much like feeding into the narrative, right? Of like, like rapists are people you don't know who go around dark alleyways and cops are the only ones who can solve it. It's like, ah, honestly, there's probably a lot of rapists in that police station. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Statistically. Um, yeah, statistically, the problem is and probably wearing a uniform. And here's the, the 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 first scene sort of demonstrates kind of why cop rock failed, I think, and mm-hmm. uh, it, which is the tonal whiplash because yeah, it's a, there's a, there's a couple of moments in the show where this happens, but because like we keep saying, if, if for some insane reason this is the first episode you're listening to. This show is just very much a gritty cop drama by Steven Bochco where they deal with real shit, man, and real fucking wild. A lady sells her baby in the first episode, and then they do a weird song with a man in a blue blazer who's like, how much for your baby? Yeah. Like, this show yeah. is out of its mind. So they do this painful interrogation. Well, not interrogation. They're taking this victim statement. Questioning. They're, yeah. they're taking her statement about how she was assaulted. And it's brutal. It's a brutal scene. Um, and they go right from that to this fucking musical number where they're singing this kind of badass rock song uh, about how, like, he's not going to know what, like, about how they're lying away to trap him and beat his ass. And it's just, like, yeah. it's embarrassing. The problem, <laughs> so the, here's the problem, is that I think that that was the idea, right? Yeah, of course. The problem is they didn't. They didn't do enough of a whiplash. I'm sure I've mentioned the the, the miniseries, The Singing Detective, yeah. while talking about Cop Rock, because there's a perfect example that they should have taken from, because th- this was a show, I believe, that was before Cop Rock. I think it was more like the 80s as The Singing Detective, where there's a part where he's in the hospital, he has a skin condition that's causing him great pain, and he's hallucinating. And I think it's in the first episode, and he tells these doctors, like, he doesn't know how much longer he can deal with this. Like he's at his wits end. He wants just wants to die and he's crying. And then they start singing. And the idea is it's a hallucination, right? Like right. he's interrupted by his own hallucination and it's so crass and like inappropriate that that's the point, right? That's the entire point. And you can feel that, that the show knows it's the point that that's the, so like they kind of needed to actually embrace the whiplash more. Like, and I, I, I'm trying they to think of ways to be, they could have done it. They wanted it. to be serious, though. Like, it wasn't... Right. So I don't... Without, but, without a narrative device like the character who we're, who's like, we're seeing from the, their point of view is hallucinating, there's no real way to explain this right, outside the, of just doing it as a straightforward musical. The only way they could do it is, like, to show, um, like... The, the woman who gives the report being like outraged uh, at well, what think, they're doing. I think, um, I think the way to do it is to do a different song or do a different is, song. It's yes. the way to do it. Cause like, but, or you, again, you have to lean into the fact how ghoulish this is. Cause I think the idea is we talked about this is that cop shows are like taking a real thing. They're exploitative by it, definition. And, yeah, exactly. So it's like, you could do that by really showing it. Mm-hmm. There's a song later that I want to talk about that also does um, is trying to do this. It's the second to last song. Um, And like, I get again what they're trying to do there. And I think they do it a lot better. Uh, It's a lot better there. It's just, I, what I wanted to say is because obviously there's musicals of every, like a musical is like one type of genre. There are different genres of musicals and there are plenty of musicals, obviously that deal with hard, serious, real shit. It's so it's like this is not an impossible task to accomplish. It's just I think 
it wasn't the format that was the problem here. I just think they made some not great choices like that one that yeah. <laughs> sort of undercut. Like the show is kind of a little bit confusing because it is such a serious, straightforward drama, but the musical stuff is handled very jokily a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, like with the guy in the blue blazer singing about selling babies. It's like, oh, all right. Like child catcher is going to come out and sing a song. Like it's a little, the people uh, yeah. they choose to sing songs has been, it feels like a roll of the dice. Like they've sure. made some wild fucking choices of who gets to sing. Mm-hmm. It makes sense because they want, they probably want guest singers. And when you pl- watch a police procedural, who's the guest? They're the, often the, the criminals, the right? Guy, yeah. yeah so like, yeah, that is why they do it, I guess. Yeah. It's just, um, I mean, and it, it's not that they couldn't have that guy sing a song. It's just not the song that he sings. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. So that's where I think the, the failing was. It's not the format. Sure. It was the, some of the song decisions just were too much of a, it couldn't decide what it, what show it was. So it is a little confusing would, to watch at some, some points. Yeah. I would argue Randy Newman was a poor choice. Poor choice. Poor choice. <laughs> He Noth- writes a lot of the songs, and it's very funny because it's just not a Randy Newman type of production. Uh, uh, and yet, I guess it is. I mean, um, not to say that I don't know. It's he's yeah. not the worst choice. It's just that you know, odd choice. It was not who choice. I would have picked. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we get the main theme. Speaking of, and now we get Ralph and Vicky um, working. He's leaving. Ralph is leaving Vicky, and she is just so into him. He tried to he tried to murder well, suicide. Them, he did try and to. She's like, she's like, can't we work it out? And it's like he tried to kill you. Let him go. Yeah, it's they never really linger on that too much. They they they. I don't think anybody points that out at any point that no. He tried a casual MS. Of her and her yeah, a casual, real casual mess. He's, she's actually he's kicking her out. Bait. He's divorcing her, but she is the one that is packing up and leaving. Oh, okay. Wow, he has so much sway in this relationship, and the whole idea was like, you know, he he's he's he's. Well, uh, it's we. I, I said I wanted to talk about him, and so I think this is actually because obviously they plant the seed in the very first episode. The first song he sings. It's about how I don't deserve this I don't deserve... What does she see in me? I'm this old, almost used up guy, and she's young and full of life. What does she do and waste her time with me? And so, like, we first meet this guy. He's, like, the sweet old, older guy. He's... He he's the medical examiner, so he's like we. Tr- he's very. He seems very trustworthy. Like he seems to be like this stand up guy who's just kind of sad and down on himself in that first episode. And I remember being like, "Oh, Ralph, he's like my favorite guy. He's, he seems like a stand up guy." And oh man, don't feel bad yeah. about that. It's like if if I understand the insecurity, but like if she didn't, she she married you, so just be be content with that. And he ends up driving himself insane with that thought yeah. over the Which over is the odd, course I, of the season. <laughs> It's a really good idea. He becomes a real Neelix from DS9, which Neelix from DS9 also has a similar thing. He has a few things, but one is he's so jealous that he becomes repellent. Like, and so like, that's kind of what happens with Ralph, right? Is he becomes so insecure that it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where he sabotages himself. And he says to her, and it's, it's, not relatable it's understandable in this scene he says i don't want to be that pathetic guy at the party asking if everyone if they've seen his wife and because what he's talking about is like he's like yes you didn't cheat on me this time but you will or i will go crazy thinking that um and again it's not quite right but like you understand how his insecurity fucking right. how took him over. How he's convinced himself of this, and there's just nothing yeah. she can say. Like she's just she, he. At one point, he's like, "Well, you shouldn't really have to go." I like he comes. He's like, "Well, can I help you?" And she's like, "No, I got it." Like, well, you, you you shouldn't really have to go. I I I I can move out. She's like, "Well, I couldn't live in this house without you. It's your house." And then he's like, "Well, what do you want me to say?" And she says, "Say anything. Say this is crazy. Say." we'll figure this out. Like say we'll, we'll work through this. Like say any, like she's giving him every op. Like she obviously very clearly does not want this marriage to end. And he doesn't want to either. Cause he's just like, well, uh, maybe I would say I can take this now, but not later. But he has convinced himself so much that like his argument is, yeah, I have to break up with you now because I'm convinced you're going to cheat on me in the future. And it's just like such right. a, it's 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 such a you're like so upset at him because it's just such this 
like you said, self-fulfilling prophecy, and it's so foolish. And it's like he started out as such a sympathetic character, and it's like, man, you really spiraled. (laughs) Yeah, if they had more time, I bet this would have gotten they would have gotten back together eventually or Maybe. they would have figured out something i mean or he just would have became the joker um it, it, there's no telling but uh it was it was a it's an interesting idea yeah again i've I, seen it in other things before too which is that basic idea like this really feels like one of the writers telling on himself <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm getting a little of that which is like uh, this old guy dating this way younger woman who's just like he's so insecure about it. Like I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's uh it's an interesting arc and it's like the most compelling one of this series because it's just watching a person destroy themselves, which yeah, is for. I mean, obviously, like Andy, who is Vicky's partner, is a, a bit of a bit of a dirtbag. Like he keeps. Hitting oh, on yeah. her and like she's like yes I am attracted to you but this is not going to happen because I'm married and he just won't give it up so it's like he's not imagining this attraction <laughs> right just... I, couldn't, I couldn't tell if the show wanted her to get together with Andy they wanted they wanted a will they won't they love triangle that they could like stretch out I guess I think uh, they just wanted to have it where yeah where it's like she isn't really doing anything, but also like Andy is really a problematic. Like he's coming on way yeah. too strong. Um, and then it just sort of is left to fester and implodes. It's hard their to marriage. tell. It's hard to tell if they knew Andy was a pest because again, nineties TV, 1990. Yeah. Yeah. There are characters like this that we were supposed to be rooting for. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, he's, he is a pest. I can't tell if the show knows he's a pest. I hope so because there's nothing likable about him. No, like at, at no nothing. point does he do anything likable. No, but poor Vicky. <laughs> yeah. It really comes down to Vicky is just surrounded by maniacs. Right. It's, yeah, two asshole dudes that just like yeah. won't won't believe her when she tells them something. They just refuse yeah. to believe what she says. So that's ultimately never resolved. This is like the last we get of it. The song she she sings called How Do You Say Goodbye, um, which is a it's a wonder. Uh it's an interesting it's through a mirror. It's an interesting. There's a few wonders in this episode mm-hmm. that I hadn't noticed before. Because um, then there's the ad shoot with the mayor. The mayor is running for oh, senator, that, right? Yes, yeah, she's yeah. And they do a good thing where she's shooting an ad with a bunch of olds, and the olds are very funny. They're complaining about like their union breaks yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, uh, which is uh, a, you know it's very. Pretty, it's a pretty sweet scene. Yeah, very ahead of its time. Yeah, I love that it. It's like it starts where it looks like she actually is in like um, a, yeah. a retirement home speaking to somebody, and then it pans out, and you see it's a commercial shoot, and like all of the old people there are just you know they're just gruff working actors. <laughs> it's it's great. It's that's clearly based off like experience. The people making this, which is like. Yeah, I, I've I've worked with like older actors before where they're like, yeah, I can do grandma or I can play yeah, like yeah. the devil. Like, sure, I'm an that, actor. That's yeah. the whole point that's of the, me. That's the job. But I mean, of course, yeah. the whole point is to show you how fake every uh, all of this is. Yes, and, and that's reflected by Larusso um, being asked about movie deals. This idea of like politics, the theatrics of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the mayor doing this, and then Larusso, and the lawyers are just like, "You're doing this. We fucking own you," which is weird. Um, I because the lawyer is basically like he did it like pro bono, didn't he? He yes. was like, and now he's just like pay up, and it's like that is I think by definition not how this works, right? Um, he's so he starts extorting Larusso. Yeah, he's he, he wants him to do like they want to they want to make a movie about him, and they want to do like have him do speaking tours, and Larusso is um um. Honestly, like I, I like his storyline, especially him with Potts, his partner. That's the other one that I would have really liked to see. What what else happened with? Yeah, it's really complex. It's it's I think it's, it's, it's oh go ahead. Oh, it's weird to say, but I think if this was a six season arc, they would have given him a redemption. Probably, I, so. I I would I think they were thinking about at least an element of part of one, which is something I wanted yeah. to mention here. But I was just going to point out that Larusso, in a lot of ways, like this character, the idea of him is like it's kind of like a prototype Vic Mackey or Walter White, right? Or more more yeah, more, Vic, sure. more Vic Mackey because they're trying to put him in situations where it's like uh, 
It's, I mean, it's, they do this, yeah. Where you have a main character who's just completely abominable and unforgivable. Um, and they're, he's, so he's they're just trying there. To, yeah, they're trying to talk about the blurred lines, right? Because that's yeah. what happens with the rapist. Yeah. With the, with the chief being like, you know, sometimes you got to bend the rules. Bad cops break them. Yeah. Uh, he says to there's there's also a cop they have who's like future LaRusso in this. Right. Where you're like, oh, he's gonna he's What's, he's starting to break the rules and shit. It's Vicky's new partner, right? The guy that didn't want yeah. a woman partner. Yeah, he's a scumbag. Yeah. Yeah, they're making him new LaRusso where it's like the ends justify the means where he's well, like because they do this thing where they're like a rapist. Nobody likes this guy, obviously. Yeah, so it, um, anything is fair game. Um Yeah. There was what I wanted to say about that scene with LaRusso and, and the lawyers is like with this idea of him kind of being like a prototype Vic Mackey where they tr- he's this character that you can't forgive, but they try to give him some moral complexity. Like when he was on the yeah. talk show and he was like, well, I didn't I'm not like racist. I'm even, not racist. Even though yeah. he really is. He just doesn't think he is. Um and in this scene where they're like telling him he's going to, he has like a weird level of integrity in this scene where they're like, you're going to do the movie and you're going to do uh speaking tours and stuff. He's like, no, I don't want to do any of that. I just, I want to go back yeah. to work. Like, that's all I want to do. Like that's been his whole thing. And she even, like, I just want to be a cop. And to the point where like the ghoul, like the, the lawyer ghoul who is like really into him. <laughs> she's like, yeah, we well, never get closure on her. Yeah, we sure don't. I, I mean, I obviously I'm sure these two characters, her and her boss were going to continue to be a presence in the series. Had it gone on for sure. Yeah. They like, she's like, well, don't you want to be rich? And he even kind of, says no to that so it's like they give you this yeah. scene where there's like a weird level of integrity for larusso well yeah be, i i yeah i enjoy that in that because he like, thinks he's a salt of the earth guy like he's the blue collar guy looking out for you know the the, the good people except you know he's it's a, a good yeah it's a really good villain larusso yeah he's, what he's actually a really fucking good tv villain yeah like if it, it if there were lists of best tv villains he could kind of be on it because the idea about him is that they make him so human yeah that they're exploring what makes a person do bad things obviously no one is twirling their mustache and planning to be bad so they're showing how a person like this is bad right where it's like he feels like oh i deserve my job back even though he shouldn't fucking be there no absolutely not Um, and it's so he Mm. (laughs) yeah and then he's like i have integrity and i just want to be a cop and i'm just cleaning up the streets and like it, it they do a very very good job with showing uh the complexity of this character who is ultimately a terrible cop and and, and, a, and, and a, doing and a, evil things he's a, he's a terrible cop he's a bad man too like we see all that yeah exactly shit, shit he does with his girlfriend it's just like yeah it, it, i mean and like to your point i think vic Mackey would be on a list of the best tv villains oh yeah um but but yeah anyway like so what's the next so thing yeah they're break well they're reinstating him which yeah. feels nuts but it's true and then they're like pots you can transfer if you want Ponce is the partner partner who had who, to testify uh, against yeah him and, and it's uh, and it's one of those moments where you're like fuck this is unreal and then you realize like no this is extremely this realistic happens all the time they do it's the yeah. same thing they do with the, the freaking priests that molest kids they just sh- move them to a oh, different yeah, church they move them around yeah, yeah. Um, that's actually that's the only reason this isn't realistic because they bring Larusa back in the same department. They would normally move him, like you're saying, yeah, right? You would, th- um, yeah. That's but that's any one of these guys that ends up, or not necessarily guys, but any one of these cops that ends up getting in trouble for hurting or killing somebody, and they look at their record. It's always like invariably a history of complaints, and they've been moved from a few departments. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah. And so that's happening, and then we get new cop who's trashing the rapist house, doing the shitty. I thought I I honestly thought this was going to end with him shooting the rapist, like <laughs> like Larusso, like, like Larusso did, yeah. because I thought that was the idea. And it, it's it's interesting to explore, like what are they actually saying? Because it feels like they're trying to like say like sometimes you got to get your hands dirty, like like you don't want this rapist to go free, do you? But then they show. I was scared they were going to like like start like making a case for that but then they do the chief sort of being like no you bend the rules a little but like you can't be a monster you can't execute right. this man and I, you, you need yeah it still needs to be within the law 
and I do is what they ultimately land on. Yeah, and I do think even that part of it. Obviously, there is an element of this being a TV show and of the the mentality behind cops and crimes at the time and was, the '90s, yeah, and the '90s through through the through the '80s leading up to the '90s, especially where it was like just. Crimes out of control. We got it. We got it. We're worrying too much about trampling on criminals' rights. We got it. Cops do whatever. Yeah. Uh, so there is a little bit of an element of that. But just because, like the, you know, Stephen Bochco and the people behind the show have made other very like NYPD Blue and Hill Street Blues, very very nuanced shows about crime and 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 cops, where it's like I have to feel that part of that is also a commentary on how the system is kind of hypocritical and, and weird yeah. and broken where it's like, well, well this cop it's like, cause Stillman tries to say, well, me busting into this house when we didn't have a warrant to it for it and finding the evidence that this guy is the rapist isn't okay. But you like arresting him on some false charge and letting him go, but ha- just so happening to lead him through, well, he will get spotted by one of the victims and identified that's okay. So and and the and the and there's where the chief says the well, yes. chief is just like yes <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes yeah like he's yeah he says sometimes with the big, good cops bend the rules sometimes bad cops break them and yeah and that's, you're a bad cop he says to he him. does he says that you're a bad cool cop. Lie down. Yeah. cool light down cool light down go in the corner bad. so it is like yeah. the, where you're like well yeah obviously you do what you said where it's like well you do have to kind of get your hands a little bit dirty to to get some of this work done I suppose. Um, or you know, you, have to you think you, creatively. You work within the, the you work idea. within the system. Yeah, you work within the yeah. system to get what you. So it's not really getting your hands dirty. It's it's just like well, it is. But it reminds me of the wire. The wire does a lot of this where yeah. they you know they bend it's, the rules a lot, well, and then sometimes they do downright shitty things that you're like you shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and this they they do. It's this is almost like a PSA for cops because they also point out they know they can't. The beauty of the using this character this villain who we all hate is that they need to make a a very logical case where they're like on top of everything else he'll also get away if you do it this way like everybody's saying that to the new cop who trashes the house and does the illegal search they're like you basically did the one thing wrong where we can't catch him right like you you made it impossible to catch him um where like that's a big part of it right is just like yeah you're not you're not solving anything this way. You're causing more problems and you're not there's you're not finding justice. If right. anything, you're just making the situation way worse. So it's it's a miscarriage of justice in both senses in, in yeah. first in the immediate sense of where you're violating person's constitutional rights and it's you're breaking the law. Cops can't just do whatever they want to. This is not how it's it's supposed to work. But then of course the other end of it is because you did that. Now all this evidence you got against this person who is a very real and dangerous, violent criminal is going to go yeah. free now because you fucked it up. But yeah, I just, I just wanted to, I, I think that anytime something that, that has the, the, the level of nuance that cop rock weirdly does in a, in a lot of yeah. its storylines, any, any story that's about working within the system to kind of get things done in a little bit of a bent or backhanded way I have to believe is sort of a comment on, well, we wouldn't have to do kind of shady things within the system if the system wasn't broken. Right. Yeah. Again, the wire, the wire is the other show that fucking deals with this. And the wire is very much about the, the system being broken from top to bottom. Right. Yeah, yes. Um, and how like the idea of the wire, the, the, I, the thing the wire tries to pitch and mostly does is nobody is evil. They're just, all part of this broken system for the most part. Like they show greedy people. They show people doing terrible shit, Yeah. but they always try to show the complexities of that, which is very much what cop rock is doing, (laughs) which is so weird about uh, cop rock because it was weird to like root for them, like bracing the, the rapist so that they could arrest him. Like they, they basically, they pull him over for some bullshit thing. Like you have the wrong treads on your tires and then they goad him into kind of pushing one of them. And they're like, Oh, you assaulted us. And they do that fucking shit all the time to just beat up or murder people they don't like. So it was weird for them to present it in this situation where you're like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's good (laughs) that cops do this. Yeah, that's what it is where it's like the 90s of it all. But again, it's so hard to, because The Wire, they have parts in The Wire where McNulty and other cops you you're supposed to like literally just beat up a suspect in custody. Oh yeah. Like, and, and then you realize like, oh, 
do I like these people? And then you realize that what it comes down to is TV shows doesn't have to be about characters you like and characters you hate. Right. And there's it's, nothing in between. It's right. about it can be a hazy about spectrum. People, yeah. People who are, you know, people have frailties and, and failings and. Yeah. McNulty is a fucking scumbag. McNulty's yeah. a, a mess. <laughs> like he's yeah, a disaster. He's a real a LaRusso. But yeah. He's not a LaRusso. He's not a LaRusso, but you know what I mean. Right. He's a fucking mess. He's a disaster. Uh, yeah. And again, we're not supposed to necessarily be like, we love McNulty. It's not quite that. And that's kind of the same here, which is like, there's a spectrum. And LaRusso is definitely someone we're not supposed to love or even like. You're supposed to. We're yeah, not. LaRusso's a villain. Like, I think. Yeah. But the, yeah, anyway. what makes him even worse is that every now and then he'll have, he'll say something that you're like, yeah, he's got a point there. You know, like that's what makes him like the like the the weird integrity he has towards yeah. like selling out is like that's what makes him almost more dangerous. Right, is that he's cautious and he says the right stuff when he has to, and he does have principles, and that makes him even scarier. Um, yeah, and there's be- a oh go uh, finish that thought. I'm sorry. Oh, just because like you know you look at someone like Trump, it's like oh thank God Trump is bad at this. Right, like, yeah, uh, and so like with Larusso, it's like he's good at it, and that's what makes him worse. And he doesn't realize he's the villain. Like he thinks, yeah, he's, like he's like, well, anyway. right. Which again, no villains do. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, some some of them do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> so we get the clean it up song, the campaign ad, which is very long for an ad. Um, but I that's the one where I was like, is this? supposed to be really happening i can't tell <laughs> like if is her ad a song but then they're like ah oh, we got enough footage for like this many i think types yeah of ads, i had so the, it's like I, okay. had, I had the same question too because it's unclear like we it, it just cuts them watching the ad and it's this big musical number and then it pulls back to show they're all like her and her aides and her pr guys are all gathered in the room watching it so it is sort of unclear at first like what is because of the way the rules of musicals, it's like, okay, so what's that really a song and dance? Yeah. Or is it just like, like a song and dance, like the like musical song and dance? Like we're supposed to infer and it was it a would regular amazing commercial. It would be amazing if they were just like, did you do a musical? Jesus. Yeah. But they, they yeah, they, they treat it like it isn't. We get um, ties that bind LaRusso coming back. And that's, this is the song that I wanted to talk about because it's very interesting. Yeah. Because they treat it like a moment of triumph. The song is really triumphant. Um, and like everybody is like, we did it. The brotherhood is back together. Mm-hmm. But, and so you're like, why is this tone deaf? But then you, they show like pots and the chief well, there's- watching that all happen. And like they meet, uh, like they meet lock eyes with LaRusso and stuff. And you realize like, okay, they're not happy. And so it's, it's cool to show like, what, this is a triumphant moment for these cops well, that's not good. It's, yeah, and it's driving home the situation Potts is in, where it's like he yeah. risked his whole career. He's had crosses burned on his lawn. All the other cops hate him. Like, you can transfer to another department if you don't want to be al- around LaRusso. And he's like, where else can I go? He's like, at least here I have the protection of we have the captain because he's on my side. But, like, I can't go anywhere else where I can go on with my career. And, like, well, we can make detective. And he's like, oh, you're trying to throw me a bone? So it's like... There, it's yeah. showing like how what an impossible situation this is. Like his career is totally screwed. And at one point of the song, like Larusso is singing, like you can't, like no cop. Like he's like he basically says, "I didn't. I, I was really questioning myself for a while there, but no cop stands alone." And as he sings that line, it's actually the camera is centered right on Potts, who is yep. standing entirely alone with nobody behind him. Like yeah, it, they're specifically like showing. Yeah, so it's it's very intentionally done to be like this is a moment of triumph that is like not like it's bad, <laughs> like and it's yeah, and it's exactly. just really yeah, just the the that that huge that thin blue line shit over it's like oh every you know every covering up for each other like one hand washes the other and it's like Potts is totally screwed for trying to do the right thing. It's yeah, it's very well done. Like that, I, this is I think like the scene where it's um, uh, I feel like they tried to do that. This was what they're trying to do more, uh, and I don't think they. This is when I, it's, this is this is like the best version of yeah. Agreed. This rock. is this is in my opinion an example of of it working as as well as it possibly can. Yeah. Um, and that's this is leads into the rapist stuff. The chief saying like, you know, you got to bend the rules. Telling this guy he's a bad cop. 
And then um, it, what what made me think the same about a possible quasi sort of redemption arc or like a redemption arc in his mo- in his own mind at least for LaRusso is after that exchange where the captain says that to Stillman and they it really lingers on LaRusso and you can see that like, like he, he's he it's feels bo- guilty yeah he, he's bothered by this yeah yeah he doesn't he realizes like it he doesn't really deserve this yeah welcome, it's right not, he realizes it's not a triumph. Yeah, and so then that's when he takes fucking Potts aside, and he's like, hey, you want to be my partner again? Yeah. And Potts is like, are you fucking kidding me? It's not only that. Like, he's like, you want to be my partner again? I forgive you. Yeah. And it's like, and you forgive me? <laughs> yeah, and this is, again, L- LaRusso is perfect, where it's like, he knows something's fucked up, he knows but he's he done doesn't something understand wrong. why. Right, he's such a narcissist, he can't conceive of it in any other context. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then Potts nails LaRusso, punches his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and then it's just like, all right, fuck you. And then what happens, Tom? And then it cuts to <laughs> Ronnie Cox and um, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Oz. Um, Oz, yeah. The act- I'm blanking on the actor's name. Oh, Von, Von D. D. Curtis, Curtis Hall. Hall. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but it's because it's not their characters. It's specifically Vondi Curtis Hall and Ronnie Cox sitting in the chief's office well, talking about the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens? So this is the, the hem punching LaRusso, them catching a single rapist and the marriage being in turmoil is how the story ends. Yes. That's just for the record. That's how Cop Rock ends. The story of Cop Rock ends with the station uh, or the department in absolutely fucking turmoil. Um, and like you, you really like what's going to oh, happen. There's one. They more- end on a little bit of a moral there, which is like bad cops break the rules. Good cops might have to bend them within the system. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say there was one more thread and it's the thread between Rose and Gaines. That is Rose is his name, right? His, I, I think so. The guy, forget, the guy yeah. whose partner gets killed in the, in the beginning. Um, anyway, right. so there's a scene where they're sitting in the car and Gaines is like, so I have to apologize to, Aru- to LaRusso now? And Rose like, well, no, but I mean, like, I'm not going to oh, give yeah. him shit. He's like, I don't, listen, he, he shot the guy that killed my partner. I'm glad he beat the rap. I'm glad he's back. So it, it seems like they were planning a, another possible storyline seed there of where like, because they 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 started out like Rose doesn't like him and he works re- Gaines works really hard to win him over and then they've been like an effective duo and they've kind of had like a good friendship but now there's right. this other potential seed of uh, dispute between them. Yes, yeah, that seemed interesting. Because the whole thing with Gaines is that he's this idealistic young cop, right? He's like, he th- I can change every, I can change the system, I can do everything, I can be a, a, a Boy Scout straight arrow. And then of course there's Rose. He's like, well, I don't give a fuck about that guy. He shot my partner. I'm glad Larusso yeah. killed him. <laughs> Like, so yeah, ends yeah. like so really gritty. He ends with just everything Larusso, up in the air, yeah. <laughs> really gritty. And then we cut to Ronnie Cox, and I I don't know about you, I thought this was a regular scene, just another scene. And he yeah. walks in, and he goes, "I can't believe they canceled us." And even after you said that, I was like, "Like in what way? The police department?" And then and then the other one says, "Yeah, I only got to sing one song." And I was like, "Are they really doing this?" And then Ronnie Cox is like. Well, I started in this business as a singer. I, and the, and when he says, I, this was a great job. I loved my I character. Loved the, he said, I and loved this doing, job, yeah. Yeah, they're doing it kind of you, like you can't, at first you can't tell that they're not playing the, the characters. The characters yeah. And they're just talking and you're like, oh, fuck, no. And then they just go, they, they go out with a song where everybody joins in. The Derek LaRusso, all the characters who are fighting each other yeah. to do the song "Will Ride Again," to which I say, "No, you won't. You will not ride again." Yeah, um, and they know they, they knew they wouldn't. Yeah, but it was. I, and it's kind and of like the a set, funny they pull song. Out and it's yeah, and it's just on set, and they're all just fucking singing like the. I Randy Newman should have been there, but he wasn't. It, um, it feels like a Randy Newman lyrics because at one point the actor yeah. who plays Ralph is singing. He's like, would you believe this show costs more than Heaven's Gate? And Heaven's Gate, of course, yeah. is that famous flop made by the director of The Deer Hunter. Right. Is that is this before the other Heaven's Gate? Oh, yes. Many years. Yeah. Because that's a man. Yeah. That's that was a weird like, line. What, 97, 98. Anyway. Yeah. And it's this big meta scene where they just... Yeah. Say fuck it. They just say fuck Let's it. Let's all sing we're and canceled. we all enjoyed. Yeah, we had a great time. We we were bummed we got canceled. And it's so perfect 
in the whiplash again of how it ends with this gritty fucking situation. And then they're all just like buddies and they're singing. And it's like, what is this? I felt like I was dying. It was amazing. (laughs) Perfect ending. It was a really great ending. Yeah. Like what else would you do? Like they knew they couldn't end these stories in any kind of satisfying way. So they just kind of had to take a bow. I didn't know if they had known they were canceled, you know, like sometimes that happens, right? Yeah. So my, my, I was fully expecting this to end on a cliffhanger and like a shitty song and then like cop rock will return next year and then nothing, right? That's what I assumed. But I love that they were told they were canceled and so they whipped together a fucking song. Hell yeah. That's what you do, man. Every, everything else felt like they was just the script they had, right? Yes. And then they were like, okay, let's, let's cut out like, let's cut like five minutes from this so we can just do a song at the end. And that's what they do. Absolutely unreal. Cop rock. <laughs> Way to go out like a champion though. Yeah. They went out swinging for the fences, man. It is, yeah. I have, I respect this end scene a whole lot. Me too. It's and imagine like, this is it, how you learned it about, was canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Watching it on TV. Like, yeah. wait, what? Like I just watched that whole hour for nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've had similar things when I watched Deadwood. I remember being like, all right, let's pop in the next season. And they're like, oh, I have some bummer news for you. (laughs) Now you you got a movie though, Dave. Now you can. Yeah, I know. Now Deadwood's not as painful an experience. It's almost as if there needs to be a cop rock movie. There sure does. Although as with Deadwood, a few of these actors are dead. Yeah, they could figure it. They'll this figure it out. Gr- Grand Moffat, the yeah. fucking you know, Moff bucket. Moffat, 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 shit. All right, we we have a segment about best song, but I want to do a couple extra segments. Sure. Um, best song. I think we should do best song of the series if we can recall. And then I I do think we should talk about like where do we think this would have went? We sort of already talked about that a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, and I've got a wild pitch that I've been floating the whole time that I'm going to prod okay. with a little bit more. Let's bang out best song of this episode. Um, it's hard not to give it to the last one. It is really hard not to give it to the last song. And I think I have to, right? We'll ride again. It's the, it's the we'll take a bow. Song. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not the, even their best song no. of the series, but it's like, you no, know. Which is fine because there weren't that many great ones in this episode, honestly. No, Ties It By was okay. Ties I liked How Do You Say Goodbye Goodbye because it was that cool mirror one Yeah, and it was a it was a really that was one of the more emotional ones too. Yeah, I got something for you was a okay song it was on its okay. own, but yeah. the context is like mm. the, And Clean It Up was me. Yeah, Clean It Up was intentionally cheesy. Oh, I do want to note one of the surfers in the Clean It Up looks like Buffalo Bill. That's that <laughs> stood out for me. That's all. <laughs> Is she gonna clean up the city drama for 1992? Is she a great big fat person? Anyway. <laughs> All right. Best song in the series is gonna be harder because we. That is a challenge. I'll, I'm going to list them for you because I have them all here. I want there are a lot. Here's uh, let me tell you my gut ones, okay? Before you list them, because then I, okay. I want to tell you the ones that I because these will be the ones that I remember, like uh, from my brain. Yeah. Um, I think Ralph's first song. Really stuck Since with me. Since she chose me. Yeah, that really stuck with me, I think. I, at least I remember that one. Yeah, that I was going to say, of, of the first one, I think that's what we landed on. Um, I remember... Oh, man. It's the, hard. It, it's hard. There's a bunch. I <laughs> ate to the, hear the doggy sing again, performed yeah, the, by the, Ronnie the Cox. The insane Ronnie Cox riding his horse down fucking yeah. Wilshire Boulevard, I think. <laughs> Yeah, Baby <laughs> Merchant, of course. The Baby Merchant. Got you it. Can't Keep a Good Man Down. Uh, that was the LaRusso song, song, I believe. Yeah. Oh, man, um, that's a tough one. I know. Um, uh, let's see. There's there's some ones that popped out that I'm looking for. Nowhere to Go, that was the, the homeless people. That That's not... Let's that was see. an episode um, opener. Yeah. Burning crosses was fucking. That was the that was cross burning yeah. one. That was a banger yeah. of a song. It was a, another one where it was like, "What a weird." Let's be careful out there. Is of course that's one the, of the ones people that's, remember. That's the memed one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Why can't a man be more like a woman? I remember that one. That was the ladies complaining. Yeah. Um, Dream little boy was the chief singing. That singing to his that was son. Great. It was fine. Yeah. Heroes all. That was that was. Mm, 
quit your bitching. I want to go bumpity bumpity with you. That was that was the that one, one was nuts. with the lady yeah. Co- chasing yeah. Andy around the cruiser. Yeah, I'm just I'm going through these very quick. Um, yeah, no, and uh, let's see, your numbers up. Tenderness to live and die. I feel like later ones don't stick out as much to me. I think Baby Merchant is the is the one that should be the meme. Yeah. But le- like let's be careful out there is kind of a banger. Like I get that song stuck in my head sometimes. <laughs> um so like I can't be I think against it, it. I think it's got to be one of those 3. Which 3? Um let's be careful out there the Baby Merchant and uh the Ralph song maybe. And the uh, Ralph song? Maybe not the Ralph I, song. Definitely burning left crosses. Burning crosses. Yeah, burning crosses. I think I think that's the most well performed song. That's probably the I think best that's one. Yeah, the best song. But then, is that what we really want? Like, it, in terms of like actual music, if these were just songs performed, "Burning Crosses" I think would be the winner. Yes. Um, that but would, that would win the Oscar. But what would be track one on the CD? Yeah, what would be the one that like perfectly encapsulates cop rock? Um, I think it, it. I think there's a reason. Let's be careful out there. Is the meme because that is the perfect one that shows like everything about cop rock. That's so fucking weird. Yeah. Right? All the weirdness of it contained yeah. within one song and with, within one scene. Yeah. Baby merchant. What it doesn't have going for it is that it's not a cop song. It's a, it's a fever dream song, but it's not like it doesn't show what cop rock truly is. Right. That's fair. That's fair to say. Um, but then there's I Ache to Hear the Doggy Sing Again, which isn't a great song, but that song's just batshit in its own way, too. <laughs> yeah, it's just Ronnie Cox riding a horse. Yeah, that might be my favorite song, but that doesn't mean it's the best song. Um, does that leave us with Let's Be Careful out there? I don't want to nominate that one, though. Like, cause that yeah, by the way, this is all assuming we can't nominate the theme song by Randy Newman. Right, which legitimately is in my head almost constantly. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's tough. It, it's almost like you can't really pick the best one. I think Let's Be Careful Out There perfectly encapsulates the, yes. the show. Of course. That's why it's the meme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's my favorite. I think Ralph's song is probably the best character one, right? I think it's so. It's the best story one. Of, of the main characters, for sure. Yeah. That's really the one that has the most like heart and then behind the, it. And then, man, yeah. Baby Merchant should be the meme. Yeah. Baby Merchant is out of its mind. Okay, so we named four. We named four good ones. I yeah, think we that, don't I think pick. that's fair. I think that's fair. Don't make us pick. Yeah. Um, real quick, that'd be, question, that'd be like canceling cop rock. Don't do that. Exactly. The question that, um, Matt Smith wanted us to ask, does this show know that cops suck? A hundred percent. thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. Wa- having watched it. Yes. No doubt in my yeah, mind. Of course it is. So that yeah. leaves us to the question, where would this go? Um, I, I think we identified that LaRusso would never become a hero. No. But I think they were showing him a dark redemption arc. They were going to give him over six seasons and other, you know, crazier things have happened on TV, right? They've yeah. done this before. I think. Um, so I could easily see that happen. I'm not sure what would have happened with. I thought that Potts might end up taking a higher position, but I don't know. Yeah. I could see Potts like working to clean up things. Like I could see Potts getting into politics. Like, I could see Potts and the mayor having a thing happen or something. Like, I can see Potts, like you're saying, going up high. Or yeah, Potts, I, or we'd go the other way where it's just Potts' life is ruined and that's that for him. Uh, you know? may, maybe that's true because it's hard to, in some seasons, some of the characters that are main characters in season one are not the, that way as <laughs> the show goes on. Like in, like in The Wire, yeah. like Michael B. Jordan in The Wire. Yeah, um, exactly. Like, they don't... They don't, Cop Rock doesn't feel like they're going to wrap things up in a clean little bow. No. So it's like, it, it could go either way. But I got to say, the fact that there's, a, very much like The Wire again, the fact that there's a fucking politician character leads me to think that, you know, oh, I just realized, you know who would become a politician in this? Um, Ronnie Cox. I was actually thinking Oz. Oz would be great. Because they're, they're showing Oz have all this conflict with the, the role he's playing yeah. right now. Well, that would be that would be the sensible one. I could see Ronnie Cox being like the unhinged, right. like 
populist that everybody fucking loves who ends up running for mayor or I, something well, like I that. Because I think that's what would end up happening is either Oz would run for chief or he would run for the mayor's seat because she's about to win the Senate yeah. seat. And it would pit them against each other because the, like their friendship gets tested throughout the season. Yeah, and then there's the love tr- the love situation with Ronnie Cox and the mayor. I could see also being strained somehow. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then she's she, like putty in his hands for some reason. And then she'd be called to make like she has that relationship with her aide who's gay. And so that would for, yep. because she's going to become a senator in the, in the early 90s there. You know, that would probably possibly be a storyline they might pursue. Yep. I can see the captain becoming a very dark character because one of the things they did throughout this season that we didn't talk about is they kept showing the captain's home life. Yes. And they're, they're showing that he has something to lose. So I could see him being put in a tough spot and having to just keep his job. You know what I mean? Or like he's not going to fight too hard is I think I th- the point of the captain. Well, he, yeah, I think that's the point of that final scene where he does the rule bending and he makes a big show of it in front of LaRusso. And he's like, well, when they tell him, like, you have to take LaRusso back, you just do this. And Ronnie Cox like, do this, and it'll, I'll consider it a personal favor for me, that a favor that, you know, can be, you know, redeemed at any time or something. He's, he phrases it basically, I, uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And so the captain agrees. And like, because yeah. he does say, I, I might as well resign, because if I take LaRusso back, it undermines my authority. So there was like, like the the lawful good, I guess, in terms of D and D alignment version of the captain. Yeah. But like, I think what's going to end, what would end up happening is he starts to descend to Larusso's level because he hates him so much and he wants to make an example of him or drive him out. Yeah. Like, I think I do think you're right. Is where it would start to show the captain start to pick up some dirt uh, for what I think he so too. what yeah. he views as good reasons at first. Like he's like, well, sometimes you have to bend the rules rather than break them. And then, of course, he would just keep bending them and bending them to protect, like you said, he's got stuff to lose. So yeah. he, he couldn't resign. He had to do what Ronnie Cox said and take this guy back. Yeah. So, yeah, LaRusso, I think that's right. Yeah, I can see LaRusso being, like we said, redemption arc. And I think part of that, we talked about the lawyer who's like a weird weirdo. I can see, like, kind of, it's you know what LaRusso could be? He's kind of an Al Swearingen, where Al Swearingen is also not a hero by any oh, I means. Think, I think he's I, a villain. But you bring in a Hearst, suddenly you have, you're like, well, Al can help out, right? Yeah. Like, I can see a situation where you bring in a bigger evil, like corporations, like uh, like the lawyers or money, um, and you could start creating scenes where LaRusso is a terrible force used for a good cause, right? I could see that, and I think what I would what I would do, I think, or or where I think they, they might have been planting these seeds is that the lawyers, because they're not getting this money that they assumed they were going to get, like they assumed Larusa was just going to play ball all the way through, they're going to come after him hard and and make his life difficult, probably expose shitty things he's done, like use all of their considerable power to, to, yeah, to drill. They're going to blackmail the shit out so of him. So I yeah. figure what would end up being his redemption is, is he would out them, right? He's like, well, they know I, well, I murdered this guy. They knew I murdered this guy. I told them. Right. I this guy. And here's everything they told me to say. They told me it's fine to have the racists and the clan members on your side because that was good for you. Just like spill the beans on them. Totally you know, end up getting sent to prison and losing his, his job as a cop. But like, that, well, at yeah, least that I does seem got like... these fuckers off my back and this is how I can finally be, you know, I did the right thing for once. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Where LaRusso yeah. is put into a corner where by being guilty, he, uh, yeah, like you're saying, he has a lot of baggage, a lot of people like leaning on him. And yeah. so he has to be free of it because that is something he would hate more than anything. Right. That's what they're showing. Yes. LaRusso hates being told what to do. He, he hates being controlled. And so, like, that would be the ultimate thing that would finally get him. Like, and he would do it without being like, I'm good now. No, it's he'd do it just like, despite like, them. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you all. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, you all. I can absolutely see that. I can, yeah. I can outlast jail. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he, yeah might not even, sure. he might not even do it as a way, well, oh, well, now I can do the right thing. It would just be vindictive and spiteful. Yeah. Um, Vicky Ralph, I can see Vicky and Andy having a thing, and Andy getting, like you're saying, becoming a, a very dark character problem, as well. Yeah, and I think they know that. Like uh, going back to the '90s of it all, it's hard to tell. 
it's hard to tell because the other thing that scared me is that they just want them to get together and to be good. And then Ralph becomes the scary character, which he already is. I don't think, I, I, I hope what I would want, uh, not, you know, it's hard to predict what they were going to do is Vicky and Ralph never to get back together. And what we really need is Vicky to start gaining some self-esteem herself. Like I would love to see her climb the ranks because they've been doing that thing where it's like a woman cop isn't taken seriously. Right. Um, and so I could see her. Um, I could see them like having her become like sneaky chief or something like that. Like where like, you know, like uh, other TV shows have done this. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to spoil them. Where a character that you have kind of written off suddenly gains power and you're like, oh, shit. I didn't even think they would they would be in this position. Like I could see them doing that for Vicky, too. If like her just slowly kind of working on herself and on her profession, casting aside these guys and not like becoming not just the love triangle person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, That's what I want for her at least. Yeah. And she does have a bit of a relationship with the captain where he's a sort of a supportive mentor, but only to an extent. Um, Yeah. So they're, they're, if, especially if they did the arc, if they if they did the arc where the captain sort of starts to get a little bit dirty, um, that could play well between them as, as to her rising up to be like a, a, a captain or something as well. Yeah. I assume the fun of this show would be everybody gets promoted around, like, you know, like everything starts happening. Someone runs for mayor. Like, they're, they're showing this hierarchy. So a very confel- compelling thing to do, of course, is to show everybody move up the hierarchy and wonder, well, who's gonna, who is it going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they could have a lot of fun with that question uh, throughout. And of course, it's like, are the right people going to move up or are the wrong people, you know? Yeah. Are the people going to be rewarded in this system? You know, we talked about that movie, The Pentagon Wars is kind of about that, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like people doing the wrong thing being promoted for doing the wrong thing. Is that that's something they could explore here, right? And it could be really dark or it could be really optimistic or it could be a little of both. Uh, and I think that would be interesting. I think it would probably be both. Yeah, uh, because, I think they'd go because both. Because it, it's funny to say, but like the the shows that this creative, you know, like Botchko and the people he worked, like his other shows tend to be mostly realistic and grounded. And Cop Rock is kind of mostly, with it's apart from the grounded. musical part. <laughs> yeah. So and I feel like in order to be like honest about that as a as a grounded show, you do have to kind of have both. Or it's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Man, is he listening? Can he get us to write a new season? Can I, he get us to write a movie? I, do you like what we're saying? Can we? Yeah. Let's do this, Dave. You, let's make. Let's make. I. The wild pitch I wanted to say is I, I think we should just do a season two of this and just talk about <laughs> episodes we make up. Yeah, and just write cop rock. We'll just write two. cop rock. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I'm really like. There's a hole. There's in a lot my of ways. There's a yeah. There's a lot. A lot of ways this could have gone, man. It's really weird that Cop Rock One got canceled, and I watched the final episode, and I feel not too dissimilar than when I finished Deadwood or like Arrested Development when it was first on, where I'm like, man, too soon. Give me more. I want to know what's going to happen to these characters. Yeah. I want to watch more cop rock. I, really I don't do. even need to do it for a podcast. I just want it for my life. Yeah. For my own human experience. I need it. I like cop rock. I do, Dave. I'm a cop rock fan. Yeah. I'm a cop rock fan. We're saying it. We're standing on our desks. We're, we're, we're proud cop rock fans. <laughs> do we have anything else to say about this series i don't think so other than no what a what a what a surprise never would have anticipated this is where we would have ended up yeah it is on dvd it's also on youtube mm-hmm. um there are ways to watch this you should all watch cop rock yeah for sure yeah if enough if enough people buy the dvd would <laughs> be funny they're like looking yeah, at we'll like, what the fuck Cop Rock. Yeah, I guess we got to bring this like, back. Yeah, I guess let's revive Cop Rock. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Give us a movie, you cowards. Give us a Cop Rock movie. Or you know what? Remake Cop Rock. It's right bring, there. Just, it's right there. Yeah. yeah. I think we can There's be done, so many Dave. Things. We can, we can close right. the book on, on Cops Rocking. Yeah. 
Cops rock. They the cops rock. Now, now they don't. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Matt Smith. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you. This has been a journey. This has been a, some. I'll never forget. It's a yeah, life's journey. It's gonna you know? stick with me for the rest of my life for sure. Yeah, Matt Smith did this through our Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Gamefully Unemployed. You go on there. You pay uh, five dollars a month. You get access to exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's Maniac, Star Trek: The Next Futurama, and Spiel Boys. We also also watch movies every Friday night. We could watch Cop Rock. Um, we could. Uh, and there's happen. all sorts of tiers on there. There's a Discord. It's a nice community. Check it out. It's a great community. Um, yeah. We also have a store. Head over to GameFlyEnemployed.com where we have a link to our Teespring store where you can get all kinds of cool original artwork and designs on uh, T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So uh, slap your little your little rockin' peepers onto that. Yeah. Yeah, rock it. Rock your peeps. Rock it. You know? Rock your peeps. Yeah. <laughs> and if you see Randy Newman... I don't, I don't know what to do in that situation, to be honest. Freeze. I think, yeah, play dead. He's, play he, dead. yeah he's more, he's definitely more scared of you than you are of him. That's right. So make your, yeah. Try to make yourself appear larger. Yes. That will Fight usually Randy fright, frighten Randy Newman away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's got uh, to be you back in the car. <laughs> All right. All Bye. Right. Bye. Bye.